Everybody on live stream, we're glad that you joined us. Uh, the Word of God will bless you. We know that. We use it. We put it into application every day in our lives. We live by faith, and it will bless you. So if you, uh, we are again glad that you joined us, so we thank you. How about the rest of us? We okay? Yeah. Amen. You ready to hear the Word of God this morning? You don't know what I'm teaching on, so you might not want to. <laughs> nope, we're talking about the Word, and the Word is always good, isn't it? Yeah. Amen. Tells us it's good for correction, reproof, to help us in our lives. So, so Father, we thank you as we come this day to your Word, Lord. We come and sit at your feet. We thank you that you speak to us, Holy Spirit, that you lead me, that you, you speak through me. I don't have anything, but you have everything. So we thank you that your words come forth. We thank you for the faith that comes with it. And we thank you for the revelation knowledge. We just praise you, give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Have any of, any of us in here ever been in indecision? If you're a human and you're on the earth, you've been there one time or another, okay? Probably in the last week, if not this morning maybe huh <laughs> but you know what in this day and time we can't afford to be in indecision amen you can't be in that state we we must know what to do when to do and to do it quickly and and be ready and that's what the word of god is for so that we can make decisions you know if it's something that you really need to meditate and it's something that's then, yeah, of course, you take your time. But there's instances when you might have an opportunity on the street to give to somebody. You need to know and be ready so you can just do it. And the Word of God tells us about giving, about sowing and reaping. So it's important that we do that. But it's just knowing that the Word of God will lead us so that we are not in any kind of indecisive position so that we can uh, do and be obedient to the Word of God. Amen. Let's take a look at Proverbs 3, 6. We'll start there. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Proverbs 3, verse 6. He tells us, in all ways, in, I'm sorry, in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Okay. That is so important that in all ways that we acknowledge him. In other words, he's our counselor. He's the one we go to for, for advice. The word of God is the one that we go to, okay? Jesus has what we need. We know that. It's just us making a decision to believe that and to step into that, amen? <clears throat> you need to know that he's always right. The word is always right, okay? It's never wrong. It's always right. And we need to know that. And you know what? If you got a question about it, then you need to ask somebody about it. Ask, ask Pastor Bob, Pastor Ned about it so that you know and get the clearing. We do know that between the Hebrew and the Greek, sometimes in the translation it gets a little confused. But most of the time, it's pretty accurate. But if you do have a, a question about that, you just need to get it, get it settled so you can go on. Amen? You know, if they change the speed limit to 100 miles an hour, Pastor Bob would be happy. But if they change it to 100 miles an hour, they would need to tell us so that we would know we need to go 100 miles an hour, okay? It's just something that we need to know and understand how these things operate. And the Word of God, we need to know exactly what Jesus said. Amen? He did say exactly what the Father wanted us to know so that it would produce faith so we could live our life by faith. 
in everything that we do. And we, I think we talked uh, uh, Friday night a little bit about at the Bible study about, you know, you, you do brush your teeth by faith, but I mean, that's really not what faith was for. That should be an automatic. You should have been raised up to brush your teeth, okay? That's not a question. But in, it tells us that we live our life by faith, by the faith of our Lord and Savior, okay? And granted, we want to do all those things, but it's more important than that. That's just our growing in faith so that when we get into a position that we need our faith, then we've exercised our faith and it, we know that it works. Amen? And it's just taking that word, meditating on that word till it comes in alive and it gives you the corresponding action that you need to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, again, we need to, in all ways, acknowledge Him in anything that we do. You know, if, it's, if it pertains to giving, if it pertains to your relationship with someone, if it pertains to your health, we need to acknowledge Him. We know in the health situation that, you know, it says, by Jesus' stripes, we have been healed. It's not maybe, it's not a 60-40. No, He said, you have been healed. He tells us in the Old Testament, let no man say that I am sick. In other words, that's not in our vocabulary, okay? And if you do that, you're indecisive, and it doesn't matter what people tell you. That's the problem nowadays, that, that, that there's so many voices out there that they're telling these people about all this junk that's going on in, you know, in the health arena and all that. <clears throat> but we need to know what God said, and we need to be decisive about it. We need to know that by Jesus' stripes we have been healed. I'm not, I might have a symptom on, a symptom on my body, but that doesn't negate the fact that by Jesus' stripes I have been healed. If you don't want to come around me, that's fine, but I am the healed. That's my confession. That's where my faith is released in my confession. I am the healed. Do I take antibiotics sometimes? Yeah, okay, if I need them. But I do know my, my source is the Word. Amen? The source should be your Word and your finances. It shouldn't be your job. Brother Terry talked about that. That God is our source. In all that we need and all that we do, He is our source. If He asks you to give something, He's going to provide it for you. Okay? He's not the thief. The other guy's the thief. Amen? He will provide whatever He tells you to do. He always has in mind in Pastor Hugh Ellen's life. I know that, okay? But it's important, especially in these days and times. We don't need to be in indecision. You know, the church fell flat on its face the last two years. Sad to say, but they did. Okay? Uh, just because they didn't, they didn't put their trust in Him. They didn't take it before the Lord. All they would have had to do was acknowledge Him in it, and He would have straightened them out if they would have been listening. You know, it's kind of like an argument. You know who wins the argument, right? The one that shouts the loudest. So if you're letting those people shout louder than the Word of God on the inside of you, you're going to lose the argument. You're going to go that direction. But we need to have that firm on the inside of us, and we need to be decisive about the Word of God. Okay? does not matter what goes on, what happens to you, what happens to anybody else. The Word of God is truth, and it does not change, and it will never change. All your circumstances, all your health, all your finances, they are subject to change because of the Word of God. And we need to become decisive in that and know that. doesn't matter whether you're in the hole this week. You start and speak what the Word of God says about that, and God will honor His Word. I think 
I think Renee was saying it, that talks in Malachi about when we talk about God, heaven records it. Okay? They record it. So we want to talk about it because we know that the angels are waiting. They're waiting to hear God's word no different than they did when he spoke to them. But they're waiting to hear because they are our servants is what Psalms tells us. They are our servants. And they are here, sent here to minister for the, for the heirs of salvation. And we need to know that. We need to meditate on that. You know, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that we don't stop and meditate and think about long enough to catch a little glimpse of what is going on in the spirit realm. And we need to know and, and operate in that spirit realm and not, not worry so much about the natural realm because the spirit realm will take care of it. If you'll operate in the spirit realm, that will take care of what goes on in the natural realm. Amen? And that's just something we need to get a hold of. You know, this is a lifestyle of faith. And faith speaks. Amen? Let's take a look at Romans 10, 5 through 13. 10, 5 through 13. We know that's basically, basically how people get saved, but we're going to go over, because it is, it is a, uh, it's a process. It's, it's how God designed faith to work, His Word to work. Okay? Verse 5, Romans 10, it says, For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law, the man who does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, it's in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him shall not be put to shame. Okay? The same way we get saved is the same way we acquire healing. It's the same way we acquire prosperity. It's the same way we acquire anything and everything that we need on the earth now. Okay? It's talking now. It's not talking when we get to heaven. We won't need to use our faith when we get to heaven. Everything's taken care of. Amen? This is what we should be establishing, okay? To be decisive, not to be flipping or floundering around like a fish in the water, okay? It's going to be one who is command of his soul and his life by and through the Word of God, okay? Indecision will eventually kill you if you don't master it, okay? I should have did this, but I did this. I'm sure there will be a lot of people in heaven that I should have done that instead of this and it's not that they maybe did it intentionally or did it in in opposition to God but they did it because they didn't know okay we cannot be ignorant of the word of God we cannot be ignorant of the devices of the devil we need to know how to operate and ignorance has cost a lot of people their lives okay and we don't want that. We've got a job to do here, okay? It's not that we don't want you to live here, but you've got a job to do, okay? So we need to be in a position to do the job. 
that's why people go to get, when they go for a new job, they get training, whether it's on the job training or whether they send them off to school, whether it's six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it takes, they get training. And that's what we are here. We're a training place for the body of Christ to operate in the kingdom, to know how to operate in the kingdom, to be decisive. When somebody comes up and says something to you that's negatory to the word of God, you can politely explain to them that's not correct. You need to do it politely, though. Okay? <laughs> do, it in, do it in love. But we want them to know the word of God so they don't walk around in ignorance. And it's important. I mean, if you know it, and you're not flip-flopping, you know it because you've lived it. And you're giving them life. You're not giving them a suggestion. You're not giving them a theory. You are giving them life. Whether it's about healing, prosperity, relationships, or whatever. You know? Uh, it's just so important that we do that. And it's something we need to master. You ever get up in the morning after a long night or something and you're kind of foggy? Foggy between your ears? You got to get up. Hopefully you don't just need coffee to do it. I get up and pray in tongues and, and just walk around a little bit and get everything going. But no, we don't want to walk around in our life like that. And a lot of people are. They're not decisive in what they do. They don't put their foot down. And we have to push ourselves. I know we don't like to. Nobody likes to go to the gym and work, and, and, and work out hard, okay? But they do it because there's benefits. You know, we get up and come here to church and hear the Word of God because of the benefits, because God wants us to. One, because of the fellowship and His Word. Actually, the Word commands us to come together. Amen. And that's the sad part, that there's so many Christians out there that are floating around, floundering around, and, you know, they'll tell oh, I study at home. Okay. But you still need to come to church. You need to study at home, but you need to come to church. You need to come under that corporate anointing. You need to come under the, the ministry of the Holy Spirit that teaches and preaches. Amen. Amen. You all know it. That's why you're here. It's important. Let's take a look at James 1, verses 2 through 8. James 1. Where are you at, James? There you are. I got him. He's right in the, down in there around 1 John and that. Anyhow, James 1, verses 2 through 8. It says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience or endurance. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let no man suppose that he will receive anything of the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Okay? He says the welcome trials. Because it's going to produce in you if you operate in faith. He tells us here, 
knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience or endurance, that you're going to be able to stand up and take it. And what it's going to do, it's not going to weaken you. It's going to strengthen you. Right. Just, like, just like in, uh, I think it's 2 Peter 1, where he talks about all the attributes of God that increase. As we do the one, the other one increases. This is the same principle here, that as we stand in faith in our trials, knowing that holding fast to the promise of God, that's what you hold fast to. You don't look to the trials. You go to the Word of God, and you stand fast in that Word. It's so important that we do that. We do know trials will come. All right? But we need to be ready. We always need to be ready. Jesus said in John 16, 33, that in the world there's going to be tribulation. It's coming. So just get ready. You need to know it. It's no different than an athlete that's in competition. When the fight is on, he's up for the game. He don't go home and drink beer and sit on the couch and eat pretzels. No, he's in the gym. He's working out because he knows the next fight's coming or the next race is coming or the next competition is coming. He's getting ready. And he might retire someday, but we're never going to retire until we get to heaven. Okay? So we can't sit on the couch and not take the word in. But it's no different than that. You're exercising your spiritual muscles on the inside so that we can be decisive about the Word of God, be decisive about what we need and know to do, and be ready to do it, all right? We know it's going to increase us. And you can take a breather, but you don't have time to sit on the couch and relax for four days, okay? Catch your breath, get back up, or just get into the Holy Ghost. He'll relax you. He'll take care of you. Spend time praying in the Holy Ghost, and He'll refresh you. And while He's refreshing you, He can download some things for you. Amen? It's a frame of mind that we need to keep, okay? He said they are coming, and be ready. Stay ready. We need to be on high alert, especially in this day and time. All you got to do is see what's went on in the last four or five years out here. And it's, you know, most of us are way past 50. And I've never seen anything like we've seen in the last three years, four years. It's crazy. And we know the devil knows his time's running short. And he ain't figured out that he's lost, but the word tells us he's lost. He is defeated eternally and we need to know that somebody that that has been beat up so bad should not be that hard to be defeated amen amen if you got a fighter that's Owen 45 the next fighter, the guy that's fighting him, says, yeah, I got this. <laughs> okay, We need to know that. We need to know that with the Word of God, we've got this easily. Amen? Amen? And it's just standing, standing firm on the promises and knowing, stepping on into what the Word of God tells us. Hallelujah. And if you do lack wisdom, ask God. It says He gives liberally he'll give you all that you need 
and without reproach. Ask him. He'll give it to you. You know where it lies, though, right? It's in his word. He's going to take you to his word. That's where his wisdom is. The Holy Spirit can direct you to where you need to go, but we need, if we need wisdom, we need to ask him. Okay, what about this? Right? He'll send you in the right place. Amen. He's a faithful, faithful, faithful. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 31 through 39. Romans 8, 31 through 39 says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? What more could you ask for? If God's for me, it doesn't matter who is against me. Amen? Amen. He did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. He, he, who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? For as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present, nor things to come, nor the height, nor the depth, nor anything that was created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Okay? You know, the only one that can separate them, the only one that can separate us from that is ourselves. Okay? And that's why we need to know and be ready in any, any situation in any time. But he tells us here that we are more than conquerors. You know what a conqueror is? A conqueror is a winner. And we're more than a winner is what he's telling us just because we are in Christ. We need to know and maintain where we're at, though. You're not going to be more than a conqueror out there on your own. But it's in Christ. That's where our strength is. That's where it abides. Everyone, uh, it doesn't matter who's against you. Everyone can be against you. But if God is for you, amen? If God is for you, you don't need to worry about it. Again, we're always the winner. We are more than conquerors to the glory of God. Amen? When people see you, when you go through something that's hard and tough and they, they see your character and, and that you stand up in the Word of God and be led by the Holy Ghost through there, people wonder about that. You know, And you'll get an opportunity to share that. But that's what it's all about. It's our lives showing the life of God, showing the character and the nature of God so that we can minister to people. Amen? That's why we're here. We wouldn't even be here if we weren't to minister to people. So, you know, take the opportunities to share what God's done in your life, whether it's finances, healing, or whatever, relationships. You know, the fact that you're not going to hell that's probably the premier thing, but it's important because that's what we're here for. Amen? Amen.
That's why we come to church. That's why we hear the word. That's why we increase on the inside. You know, it doesn't matter whether you have all the money in the world, all the friends in the world. The Bible talks about the guy with all the money has all the friends. The poor people don't have any friends. But it's where you are with God. Amen? Amen. You can still have all the money and all the friends, but you need to be with God. Amen? Because then you won't lose it. Because if you don't have Him, the Bible pretty much says you'll lose it. It'll fly away like birds with wings. Amen? Let's take a look at Exodus 14, 15. We're going to take a look at, a, at, a, uh, at somebody that was a little indecisive, okay? And you wouldn't think that he was, but you'll know him when we read about him, okay? He's a pretty famous guy. 14, 15, let me get there. Okay, and here it is. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children to go forward. He, they already knew where they were going. And he told them to go forward. All he would have had to do was tell them to go forward, and they probably the sea would have probably opened on up, but he was in indecision. And God asked him, tell them to go. Let's go. He'd only told him, I, when Brother Terry shared that the other day, I'm thinking, wow, yeah, he did. He knew where he was going. He knew what he was supposed to do. But it does talk about Moses in Hebrews that he was a great leader. And he was. But it doesn't matter who we are, we can be in that position. That's why it's important to know what the Word of God says to us. All right? Should I come or should I go? Amen? That's the question. Am I going to go with God or not? He knew what God said, but he hesitated. And whether he listened to the moaning and groaning of the people, which that's possible. You know, there's a lot of that going on right now. Okay? He should have known what God said. Great leaders deal with this. And that's why they get criticized. Because they take us where we're supposed to go, not where we want to go. Amen? And that's where Jesus has taken us, where we're supposed to go, not where we want to go. A lot of people will take that word and twist it and go where they want to and think they're justified, but they're not. It's knowing what he says, because his sayings, they're pretty tough. If you get right down to them and study them and think about them, they're pretty tough. He's pretty much tell us to gird up your loins and let's go. I'm going to take you someplace, but it's going to be a good place. Amen? He's already, he's already taken care of everything for us. We just need to follow in his footsteps. And, and we can and will accomplish what he's left us here to accomplish. Because Luke talks in, in, in the book of Acts, the things that Jesus started to do, he got it started for us. Because he was the only one that could start it. But he's put us in position in him where we can finish what he started, and that's our job. And it talks in Hebrews about all the saints that went before us, never receiving the promises because we are the ones that are going to complete them. If you read, I think it's the last verse in chapter 11. We are the ones that are going to complete their lives and fulfill them. So it's important that we do our part. I don't want to get to heaven and say, hey, you guys didn't do your job. 
when we had more than they had to do the job with. Amen. We had the word of God. They did have the word. They didn't have Jesus, though. They didn't have the Holy Ghost. But they still did what they were supposed to do. Amen. Hebrews 4. 11. Tim's putting it up there for me. I don't know why I'm running through my iPad. He's getting it up there for me. It says, let us therefore be diligent to enter. Wait a second, let me see. We're going to go through 16, Pastor Tim. Um, Hebrew 4, I'm sorry. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit, and of the joints and the marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account, seeking then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin, let, therefore, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace and help in time of need. Amen. It's, it's stepping into faith in that grace that's going to keep you out of that position of not being able to make a decision. Okay? And I'm going I'm to say this, and we could probably find it in the Word, but I think us being in a position of indecision it's kind of going to borderline sin because we don't we we know we should know what to do but we don't do it and and I think it's James calls that sin. So it's a position that we're in that we need to we need to make sure we're in a good position, okay? And deal with it as quickly as we can. If we're in that spot, we need to know it and then we need to deal with it. Amen. The word of God will help you deal with it. We need to know the next move from the Word of God, okay? And it can discern our thoughts and our intents. And you know what? That gets a little, that gets a little touchy sometimes when the Word of God starts talking to you about that wasn't the right motive, okay? But that's what it's there for. That's what it's there for. Um, it doesn't get any, any closer. I mean, the bone and the marrow, that's one thing. But when it gets to the intents of the heart, and the intentions, that's getting right in your business, which is what the Word of God will do, okay? And that's why it's so important that we need to know and, and be decisive about what the Word of God tells us so that we can do what we've been called to do. Amen? It's, <clears throat> we know that Word says it's true knowledge, okay? It is true and it's living knowledge. And he releases his grace by faith in every situation. The answer is always in the word that we need. Amen. And we need to be hooked up with the Holy Spirit. Okay. You know, the word without him is dead. We need him to bring the revelation knowledge, meditate on it, so that we can get it, get it in our lives and operate on it. It's important that we do that. When you get worried about spending time with the Holy Ghost in yourself, you need to do it a little bit more. 
because you know that's his that's his job to show us where we're, where we're wrong, where we're right, and to get us back on track. Amen. It is. I know. People don't like people sticking their nose in their business. Pastor Yon straightens me out quite often. I'm not saying I like it, but I know I need it. Okay? And that's part of a husband and a wife to keep each other straight. But it's by the Word of God. It's not by anything other than that. But you know, sometimes, sometimes we get too comfortable around people and we say things that just come kind of like Pastor Yon's grandma would tell her. Sister, everything that comes through your mind does not have to come out your mouth. And she didn't know she was scriptural until we got into the Word of God, but she was. <laughs> it was a paraphrase. Amen? We need to know that, that as we do what we do in faith, then that grace is released, and it's important. Amen? It's important. And there again, we go back. Go back to Proverbs 3, 6. In all ways acknowledge Him. In all ways acknowledge Him. How you deal with things. Because He is, I know, a lot of us hate to admit this, but He is a whole lot sharper than we are. Okay? As much as we, even if it's in your own field, He, God, He knows ways, ways, so, ways so much more. Okay? Just like they were talking about God's accounting system. <laughs> no. Way, way in. I don't know if Renee heard it, but she made a pun. She says, it's out of this world. I said, yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. Let's take a look at 2 Timothy 2, 14 through 16. 2 Timothy 2, 14 16. It says, Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit to the ruin of the hearers, but be diligent to present yourselves approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and idle babblings, for these will increase to more ungodliness. All right? We need to be diligent to work hard, to know that word to be able to operate in that word, to be approved by God. Anybody in here don't want to be approved by God? That's why we're here, isn't it? We want to be approved by God. We want to be a worker, not ashamed, but we need to rightly divide that word. We need to be not in indecision. We need to rightly divide that word so we can be decisive about what we're supposed to do, when we're supposed to do it, and be prompt to do it. <clears throat> we, we know the example about when Jesus told him, go down there and you're going to see a, was it a lady with a pot on her head or a guy with a pot? But whatever, it was somebody with a pot on their head. They had to be there right then, right there. Or they missed it. Same way with the, with the donkey, with the colt. They had to be there, you know. And we need to be, and, and I believe, and I know I have, you miss opportunities sometimes because you're not, you're not quick to jump on what God's asked you to do. Okay, and we need to be. We need to be. He's got a he's got a time time frame, and you know, 
when we got born again, he downloaded everything for our lives in us. And it's spending time in the Word, spending time in the Holy Ghost. And those, those, it talks about those mysteries that we pray that come forth from us as we pray in the Holy Ghost to the Holy Ghost. That that's our life that we're praying up, that it, He's downloaded it. It's the DNA from God for your life. And everybody's is different. But the process is still the same. That as we pray in the Holy Ghost and just sit and meditate, and He'll start and show you some things back. These things are a mystery to us until He reveals them. The Word of God is, is somewhat of a mystery until He reveals it to us. I mean, faith is a little bit of a mystery because it doesn't make sense to our, to our thinking. But nonetheless, when we do it, God's right there to bring it about. That's why it takes two. It takes us and Him. It takes our faith and His grace. He's given us the faith. He's given us all that we need. But that's how the process works. But as we spend time praying in the Holy Ghost, then He can download some things that He wants you to do for your life that, you know, you might have dreamed about them. Maybe you didn't dream about them. But there's something that He wants you to do. Amen. Do you all believe that God's got a life for you? You all believe he deposited on the inside when you got born again. Amen? Okay. We're on the same page then. Let's take a look at John 17. 17, 17 through 19. John 17, 17 through 19. 17, 17 through 19. I'll get there. He says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. Amen. Jesus said this, the truth, being the word of God, will set you free. It's going to set you free in any situation you're in, but it's knowing that word, okay? It sets us free and sets us apart from all evil, if we'll let it. It'll give us the wisdom and the understanding, knowing the word that we can be sharp about. And Jesus said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And I would just say that means you're pretty decisive about situations and things that you need to do. All right? To be decisive in your thoughts, your action, and your life, okay? We need to know that the devil's always looking for an opportunity. He's always looking for an opportunity. And it might be that, that minute when you're in the middle of making a decision where we don't know what the Word says or we do know and we can't make up our mind to do it because our flesh wants to do something else. All right? So we want to be aware. We want to be awake. For the Word will make us sharp. See, it says the Word sharper than any two-edged sword. It will make you that way if you will deposit it on the inside. You will be able to do that and be decisive about your decisions and make them. You'll be able to make them quickly and sharply and know that you've made the right one. Amen. And we've talked about it. If you hear something, you hear something in a, in a teaching or something or something from our pastors and you do it and by chance it isn't right, God's going to make it right because you took that word and you believed that and you acted on it. He will make it right. Okay? 
It doesn't work with anybody else, but with God's Word it does. So it's important we take and hear that Word. Amen? So that we can be sharp. Verses 20 and 23, Tim, same chapter. See what they say. He says, I do not pray for those alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their words, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, and they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them, you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Do you all know that God loves you as much as he loved Jesus? That's the glory he's put in us. Amen? You know, people say, well, Jesus was perfect. God loves you just as, just as much. See, because in your eyes, you're perfect. And in His eyes, you're perfect. In His eyes, we are perfect because we're in Christ. That's why it's so important and vital to stay in Jesus, stay in Christ, that we can become who He's called us to be. Amen? Again, because Jesus walked like He walked, I don't think He ever had to stop and think about a decision because He was hooked up with the Holy Ghost and the Father. So he didn't have to worry about, oh, do I need? No. He knew exactly what to do. But if you'll notice, he was always going up into the mountain to spend time praying, wasn't he? Amen. Spending time with his father. Spending time in knowing. I would hate to think that somebody's indecision would cost them their eternity, but I'm sure it has. Okay. That's a sad thing to think about. But we don't want that on our, on our hands, do we? So we're going to be ready, willing, share with them the Word, share with them Jesus, and let them know that they can make the choice, that they can go to heaven. Amen? Amen. It's important. It's important. Okay. Let's take a look in 2 Timothy 1, verses 8 through 14. 2 Timothy 1, 8 through 14. It says, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who, was who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, to which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that what I have committed to him until 
this day. Amen. Well, we're going to 14, weren't we? And hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Amen. Paul was fully persuaded. We need to be fully persuaded, don't we? Of who we put our trust in. Not what we put our trust in, but who we put our trust in. Amen. For he is more than able to keep. As long as we stay in him, he is more than able to keep us. Amen. It's important. Write these other scriptures. Write down Daniel 3, 13 through 17. Daniel 3, 13 through 17. Just write it down. You can read it when you get home. It's talking about the three children of, of uh, the Jewish children there that they were going to throw into the fire. They, they had no indecision about it. They told the king, no, nope, you know what, king? Doesn't matter what you do. We don't care how hot it gets. We're not going to serve your gods, and we're not going to bow to your idols. They knew who they believed in, who they trusted in. Write down Hebrews 11. You can write down this, 7 through 39. It's all, it's all the old saints, and just read about them. They were decisive about what their choices were, okay? We can do that, and we can wrap it up. But it's important that we know what the Word of God says. That We are set. We will not be moved. We will not be pushed around. We will not be pushed off the Word. But we maintain and stay under the promises of God so that we can be who He's called us to be. And that is to be somebody that knows what's going on, knows where they're at, and knows what to do in this day and time. And that's so important because there's not many people out there that are doing that. Amen? Amen. Well, Father, we thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you that as we meditate on your word, spend time in your word, spend time with the Holy Spirit, that, Lord, we become more adequate, we become more decisive, we become more determined, we become more powerful in who you've called us to be so that we can make the right decision at the right time, affecting the right people, and giving you the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. So we thank you, Lord. We praise you and give you glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what? We give God glory in our giving, don't we? We do, don't we? Amen. Amen. Now's, a, now's our time. So if you're online and you'd like to give into the ministry, if the, if the Word of God's blessed you, then if, you'll go on, if you're on the website, you're probably watching us, you're on the website, newlifefamilyworship.net. Go to the donate button and hit it, and it'll take you where you need to be if you want to make a donation. And again, we thank you for it. We're believing, God, that your seed will be multiplied, and we will send you a tax-deductible receipt. All the rest of you, you know what to do, don't you? The tithe, that opens up the windows of heaven. And also, he rebukes the devourer for our sake. If you give, it's given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, that men pour into your bosom. And you have favor with God, favor with man, that you sow bountifully and you reap bountifully. And you are equipped for every good work. Amen.